0: Hey what's up everybody Welcome to the 5 Cents Podcast Today you got me as your host It's your boy Zay So my first topic is um, I've been reading And seeing a lot about T.I. And his wife And they have like a bunch of Sex trafficking and rape charges Like Against them at the moment In two different states And so So look So here's the basics of it, just to give you a quick summary. There was a lady that came out, and she had... It was exposed that she was, like, a previous, like... She had previously had relations with them, if if you know what I'm getting at. So, like, people kind of discredited her. Mm -hmm. But she came out and was like... um, She basically tried, you know, told everybody about how they forced her to like take drugs and and like have have sex with their close friends like other rappers and you know just their friends and when she came out with that 11 other people also came forward with not exactly the same but similar stories where T.I. and his wife would go out and like, hey, you want to come back to this hotel? Come back here with us. Come back here. You know, they would invite these women um, to, you know, places where it was under their control, if that makes sense. Like, it was, they, you know, everybody knew they were up there. Nobody messed with them. Basically, like, if you scream, no one will come, type shit. And so, one lady, one story that I read was that she had came to, I believe it was a concert, it was like, or something, I think I believe it was a concert, and T.I. had invited her to the hotel they were staying at, and basically she was, you know, they were like trying to get her to do drugs and things, and she was like, no, she wanted to go home, but they wouldn't call her an Uber, they wouldn't, you know, basically like, yeah, you can leave, but they wouldn't really let her leave. That's what she said. And, um, yeah, and she said that they, like, she was so, they got her so drunk and basically so out of her mind that she had unconsensual, unconsensual sex with them and then their friends. And that's just one of them. I haven't read all of the other ones. So that was kind of something that I saw that I thought was kind of, because, you know, T.I. was... Recently, he's been trying to change his image, um, you know, doing all these charity, you know, all this charity, All you know, all the things that he's been doing, the foundations trying to, you know, motivate the younger generation to do better and stay off of the streets because he was locked up in 2009 for his federal gun charge. And then he went back to jail the year after and he, you know, tried to change his life. And now all of a sudden he's got these allegations up against him you know, of rape, sex trafficking, like, a whole bunch of stuff. So I didn't know if y'all know anything about it, but I thought it was pretty interesting.
1: I heard, so I've been hearing, like, you know, I'm reading on it, and I've heard about it, but I didn't really know, like, a lot of the details on, like, some of the allegations, and it's pretty wild. But what I was going to say is you, you pointed out that he started doing, you know, trying to clean up his image, you know what I'm saying, do like charity events and all that stuff. And I actually had a conversation with someone about this like a few days ago, but it's like, have you noticed that like, whenever someone's trying to like make a better image for themselves or like go against a certain like stigma or whatever, they start to get these allegations and you know, they start to come up like, say for example, this isn't like as um, serious, I guess, but Deshaun Watson, right? He wants out of Houston. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he gets hit with five sexual misconduct, you know, like, allegations out of the gate. Like, out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, And you, you don't hear anything about this until he wants to leave Houston. So it's like, it's. Like, I feel like it's a common trend that I'm starting to notice that, like, mm-hmm. happens to, to these, like, celebrities and things, but maybe that's just me being a conspiracy theorist. Who knows? But I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, so
2: in, the, in the respect for <clears throat> T.I. It, I mean, this is just this is just me speculating. It could be that, especially in cases where like misconduct is involved, especially you know, like with what say I was just talking about with T.I. Well, put yourself in the shoes of someone who was affected and assume like assume that they're telling the truth. Then seeing headlines of the man who treated you so horribly and the woman, respectively, treated you so horribly, you know, getting all this positive press, all this like positive attention of Look how great they're doing. Look what good they're doing for humanity. I mean, I can imagine how that would bring about pretty much like an insanely negative emotion, something that would may may drive you to have the courage to come out and present your story and to say, like, this did happen to me. And, you know, that's there. As far as we know, their allegations as, as to what they was saying. So there's no there's no real way of proving that they're telling the truth. But. It would make some logical sense, especially in their case. And maybe for Deshaun Watson, too. Like, he's going to leave so the the women feel like he, he's going to get away. You know, he's going to get away with this. and uh, It may be purely psychological. But uh, I can imagine that watching someone who has done something that horrible to you succeed or be looked at as a success would be torturous. It would be awful. No, yeah, I,
3: definitely
2: so... I
0: definitely see what you're saying, Jackson hitting on that and leading more into that direction um so just look this up but the cases aren't going well because um the accusers the the court isn't looking at them as credible because the accusers are all anonymous Mm. That's tough. They won't they won't reveal themselves. You know what I'm saying? They won't like put a name and a face to the story if that sheds another perspective on it. They're just kinda like
4: you know. I feel like that's always the hard thing with a lot of these cases, like from the perspective of the celebrity or the person who got accused, it's like they of course they don't believe that it's something that they did, but a lot of times for like the people who are accusing them, it's something that they may have like buried and came to terms with for so long and they finally see this person just kind of blowing up and going crazy so they feel like they have to say something because they just kind of held back all this mental trauma for so long but on the other hand if they put their face out there and say like i'm the one who's accusing him of this a lot of times the media who kind of like in the sean watson thing would want him to stay and he or want him to leave houston would kind of put them on blast i know that's the same thing that happened with like when derrick rose got accused of a lot of stuff which i know that's my example but uh the girl who accused him <laughs> They like put her on blast for a lot of stuff, even though uh, he ended up winning the case. But even if it was true, a lot of the times the media kind of goes in favor of that celebrity. A lot of times, when these girls, or not even girls, but it's just people who accuse in general, have come up with so, so much trauma that they've kind of came to terms with, that would almost be even worse just kind of bringing that back. So I understand why a lot of these situations, they kind of leave it anonymous because even if it might not, you know, go through like they needed to, it's a lot better for them kind of mentally and for the long run. Man,
1: you know, Nate, and now it's funny that you say that because I actually remember seeing a documentary around, what, freshman or sophomore year. And there were a lot of, like, um, it was about, like, how, like, there's different, like, football schools and how, like, some of these females were getting, like, you know, like, sexually abused and by, by the, the football players. But the school would brush it under the rug for their image, you know, and they would, like, you know, try to cancel this fem- said female. Mm-hmm. for trying to, you know, come out and say something for it, you know, because it's trying, because she's trying to ruin the image of said football player, but he's, like, the star of the school year, or something like that, you know? And then, yeah. like, and it's probably, that's probably what's going on right now, you know, like You ne- but the thing is, we'll never know.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you gotta think to, like, to, like, that school or that team, like, that's their next million dollars jersey sale or ticket sale or lead advertisement exactly. downtown, but to, like, these girls, like, this is the person who, like, abuse them and like harass them almost ruined their mental for probably a long time in their life if not the rest of their life so it's understandable kind of on both sides to where a lot of these accusations do come up in some really interesting times but i feel like there's also a push that kind of causes a lot of them to come up and kind of say i just like can't bear it to see kind of this person get away with this anymore that type of thing so yeah yeah yeah
3: so yeah i'm always in the middle on these because i definitely i think it's always wise to look at these situations from both sides but it just um like like nico pointed out in the beginning how these situations always pop up when something good is happening whether it's somebody that's about to get like a max signed contract with another team or like they're just doing good or like they just released a big album that's um doing successful um it always seems to happen at those times and like it always makes me wonder why now like I understand like yeah you don't want to see them win and like it's hurting you personally like I've never suffered from, from like one of these situations so like I definitely can't relate to it but like like trying to look at it from my outside perspective at the same time it's just like if you felt this way why would you it for so long like there had to be someone that you could go to and tell this information because there's no way that you could just allow something like that to eat up at you for so long because like when it does it leads to people like committing suicide or creating like or like causing like more horrendous acts towards themselves so to me I just like wonder like Why do you hold it in for so long? Because yes, you're going to be like labeled as the person that that happened to, but like you would get your justice at the end of the day. Like, can you like live with like not having your justice and like keep that trauma that happened to you? I don't know. Let me let Jackson go.
2: So, so I like chiming in on top of what you said, I think that that I think I I see what you're saying, and I think a lot of that perspective has been especially like backed by uh the me too movement recently because the climate that we've created in the world is much more receptive to women coming forward and presenting allegations of sexual assault but you gotta understand that at least in my opinion until that movement really happened we as a culture weren't terribly receptive and there weren't a whole lot of great examples of women winning those court cases decidedly or getting like true justice. And that's, you know, it's a horrible thing, but it, it became this weird dichotomy where you were asking people to either believe the victim or believe the accused. Because a lot of times, especially crimes of sexual assault are really difficult to prove because trace evidence is going to exist after a certain amount of time. And the psychological trauma alone that a lot of them like genuinely put on the victim or the alleged victim i should say is going to make it where they're like they're not likely to report it they're not likely to report it early especially so going back and analyzing these cases i mean you still have people with just mountains of evidence stacked against them but you can't prove like uh physically that much of it you can prove circumstantially you can prove anecdotally But you can't there are very few instances where you're gonna be able to be like this bruise this scar this you know thing 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 this happened because of this that this person did to me it's a really difficult case so especially when it comes to people who've been doing this for years like you know ti isn't exactly on the on the new wave of hip-hop like this guy's been around and if he's been doing this type of behavior i'm assuming it's not new then i think that a lot of the cause for why people are so delayed, I guess, in why they present the, these cases and these allegations is, A, I mean, until recently, I mean, Hollywood knew about Harvey Weinstein for years. Like, they made jokes in in press conferences and interviews all the time. It's just, until very recently, he was simply too powerful. Like, as a man, he had too much influence, and there was nothing that could be done. Like, you could, you could bring a case, but he's got eight or nine of the country's best lawyers on retainer. So unless you're willing to absolutely shell out of pocket and you have some real hard evidence, he's going to win the case no matter what you do. So why would you go put that label on yourself as a woman, you know? And it's—I feel like that's been the problem up until very recently. And so as of recently, Josh, I think that you actually have the correct perspective. Like, you shouldn't wait. If you—if you have the opportunity, you should absolutely bring allegations forward. But it's such a difficult conversation because culturally, we're still not used to it. That's still something that's out of the realm of normality, and it's a shame. But I agree. genuinely, a lot of these women are, are facing a just a horrible, horrible mountain stacked against them, and mm-hmm. we've just recently begun to chip it down.
1: Yeah, and like it's a lot of things that feed into that mountain too. Like, say for example, social status. You know, like it's it's hard mm-hmm. to try to bring you know bring a case like that out in the open, and you're let's say you're you're like not known by many right you're just a regular female or a regular person in general but then you're trying to you know like let's say you get you know abused sexually by one of these high social status people and it's like what can you do to bring them down when they have so much people backing them they're like nah nah, never they couldn't be them you know like things like that it's like like hold people back from going in the same you know the same day or like while it's fresh So, it's many things like that that try to, like, Mm -hmm. you know, they can keep people back from, you know, exposing the truth.
4: Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty good point, along with a little bit what Jackson said earlier, too, is, like, I feel like another reason why a lot of people, well I don't know because it's never happened, you know, to me, but I can't speak in a stretch, but I feel like that person being in the spotlight, which is kind of horrible, this is the way the society presents it, but almost causes them to have a little more validity if they're from kind of somebody who's just, just a normal person who's had this thing happen to them. Maybe that person being in the spotlight is what finally will get these people to kind of take them seriously when they bring out these allegations. And a lot of the times it takes them a while for themselves to even come to terms with what happened to like them if they did go under such kind of a, a crazy situation. So I feel like it's a combination of kind of both that it takes a lot of time to mentally prepare yourself for something like that. Because every time some you do bring on those allegations, there has to be a lot of proof and a lot of like research that goes into it. So you basically have to relive potentially one of your worst moments a lot within the time that you go up and kind of bring up these ideas. So it's a lot that kind of, I feel like these people who are uh, kind of, who are victims of these situations kind of have to deal with before they can really come out with uh, kind of these type of allegations. So.
2: Yeah. And uh, another thing to remember, and I, I think Zay's got something to say after this. It looks like he does at least. <laughs> but <laughs> another thing to, to remember to keep in mind when it comes to these cases is they almost, you uni- like almost universally pretty much tear up the life of whoever loses right or wrong but i mean if you think about instances where a man might get away with it usually they're powerful men right or the men of status at least in these high profile cases and the woman is always labeled as a liar and like a you know just given this horrible rap sheet which she very well may be. you never know but if the if the woman wins then the man gets r kelly'd right like it's career dirt like in jail and that that happens pretty much to whoever loses so i think part of the intimidation factor is if you're a young woman who was seduced into a scenario or just blindly forced into a scenario by a powerful wealthy man you are inherently at a disadvantage in that court proceeding because when you think about and i I use the harvey weinstein example i mean this man was a powerful figure same with jeffrey epstein these men were powerful And so as a woman who doesn't have nearly the the amount of resources that they do, if you come forward and you come forward and you put your name out there and you're the only one that does it and it's a one-on-one, you don't stand a chance. There is no amount of evidence in the world that's going to stop a billionaire from absolutely dismantling you in a court case. They've got – their lawyers are too good. They will make deals. They're shady. Like That's not something you'll win. And look at what you've just earned yourself by coming out you have now earned yourself that label as the person who tried to destroy somebody else's life. And no one's, I mean, very few people are going to believe you in that scenario. So when it came to the TI and people not presenting themselves, like presenting their evidence anonymously, I think it's a horrible shame because their case would be so much stronger if their identities were tied to it. But simultaneously by tying their identities to it, they make themselves targets. And it's Mm -hmm. one of those arguments where like, well, you know, you can argue that they should be, they should be confident enough in the fact that they're telling the truth to make themselves targets. But you're dealing with a powerful man, and to be honest, there's not a, you may not win that court case, right or wrong. And it's such a delicate situation where it's so hard to declare a black and white right or wrong, without knowing, without actually having been there and seen what happened. And I always feel for the people in that scenario that it's just so rough.
0: Yeah, so the crazy part about this is that they actually did not deny, like, T.I. and Tiny, the angle that they took on this. They didn't deny that they did this. What they said was, though, is that everyone involved knew exactly, like, they're saying that they, this is known, like, that everyone who was involved, everyone who was there, they said that they, They said that they told everybody exactly what they were going to do, and they were consenting adults that were interested in what they were interested in and wanted to do what they wanted to do. So basically, the angle that they took was, oh, yeah, it happened, but we told her beforehand it was going to happen, and we gave her the option, if you're not interested, then go back where you came from, and we'll find Ah. someone else who's consenting and interested
4: in it. We got to get these celebrities so, checked, man. That, that don't I mean, make no sense.
0: My thing is, is that I think that they were just some freaks trying to have some sex parties. I think that's what it was. Dude, but weird, like, I'm, I'm weird. not sure exactly nice if weird. they did what they said and, like, the other people were consenting. Um. And knew that it was going to be a sex party where everybody's just banging everybody. But I was going to touch on an angle that uh, Jackson and you, all of you, actually were coming from. When these women bring up these allegations to these, you know, men. Um, for example, let's say a football player, right? This guy's nineteen. He's in college. Football star you know, projected to be an NFL pick, and then you just have this girl that just is a normal girl, you know what I'm saying, and she just happens to go to the same school. Well, let's say nobody knows, but an allegation is brought up against this football player that he sexually, you know, abused this young woman. So right or wrong, nobody knows, because let's say she waits until he gets the contract until the NFL drafts him and he gets the contract. She waits, and she doesn't say anything until then, and then she brings it up. Um, you got to imagine that's a lot of pressure. Not Take away the monetary value, and you're going to have to deal with, as that woman, she's probably going to feel more alone and untrustworthy of any man that says, oh, yeah, I'll help anybody that tries to, assist her. She's going to be wary of everybody if that's what actually happened to her. But if it is, then she's wary of every man. And not only is she wary of every man, but that football player is going to have fans, people who support him, people who've known him since high school, people who are like, oh, yeah, he's going to be so great. And, you know, people are freaking crazy nowadays. So imagine if football players can get death threats and get their their um, their properties broken for missing a game-winning field goal, what do you think is going to happen during the whole process? That Because, you know, it takes a long time for a court case to actually, because it takes a long time. So during that stretch, until it gets into the court and they're, you know, doing whatever they do, imagine what she'll have to deal with. The threatening letters, the slander on her social media, regardless, he's going to have people that blindly believe in him because they're his fans, they're his family, they're his supporters, and they're going to look at it like this. Okay, well, this guy is going to be an NFL player. He's going to be here in life. This is just a normal woman. How dare she try to destroy his path to, you know what I'm saying? How dare she try to destroy his path to greatness because he's going to be something. And then they're going to try and guilt trip her and make her feel bad. Oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe, you know, and there's just a whole bunch of things that, and all of that is at once. And she has to decide if she's ready to handle all of that. Let Mm -hmm. alone that, right, that this person is more than likely going to have more money, better lawyers. She could have all the evidence in the world, but if her lawyer sucks and doesn't do his job properly, then the evidence can't even be used. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, like he said, it doesn't matter. Even if she's telling the truth or not, it could go bad. And now she's a victim who tried to do the right thing, which is... Get this man punished for his, you know, wrongdoing. And now look where she's at. Probably can't go to that college no more. Probably can't go to any college in that conference anymore. Probably can't, you know, go to any B1 or whatever level school that is. Her social medias have to be gone. She's probably going to have to move. Like, she's going to have to start her life from zero. And this guy is going to be like, oh, people tried to bring him down. He's only going to get a boost. his career so now he's a guy who has an allegation against him of something he actually did but because he's here and she's here now she's all the way down and he just skyrocketed because in the eyes of the people the winner is is where the truth is regardless Mm -hmm. of whether it's actually the truth or not and all of that is on her mind while she's trying to decide so i understand that they're anonymously you know submitting their stories cuz this is TI everybody knows TI you know he's got street ties he he was he's a big gang you know big gang man that's that was his whole thing so he's valid he has street ties he has money he's a i guess some people would call him a a legendary figure mm-hmm. because He's, he's, he's had he's great movies he's act, iconic great movies he's acted in he was one of the top artists you know when he was when he was hot he was one of the top artists of his time you know he's he's got his own label he's signing new artists like he's he's you know he's TI and these people are probably just normal girls who were fangirling so hard. They're like, Oh my gosh, he invited me back to his hotel and they gotta go to work at eight in the morning or they gotta go to they gotta go to class next week. Like these are just normal people. They gotta go back to their normal lives and you know, they're probably
4: scared, just very afraid. Yeah, because if they do end up coming out with it, like they don't have the T I money to hire security to follow them around the whole time this Mm-mm. you know uh, trials going on or they don't have the lawyers who can you know, hit them up with restraining orders for all these crazy emails and stuff that they're getting every day and their DMs are going crazy so it already takes so much for them to kind of accept what they're ha- happened to them to begin with and bring it up but then to realize the kind of the change that they're the complete change to their life that's going to happen if they do come out, it makes a whole lot of sense that they're coming out anonymous instead of actually putting their name to it
0: Yeah, I don't think it should be taken as uh you know uh black and white thing like Jackson said i think it should be okay both sides submit your evidence and we'll you know what i'm saying we'll go from there that's mm-hmm. the start not a okay well who is this guy and what does he mean to society and who is this woman it shouldn't be looked at you know it shouldn't be looked yeah, at it like that it should just be a, okay she said you did this i'm not saying you did but you but show me how probably you did. defend, yeah. yeah, show me how you didn't, tell me how you didn't.
4: Especially you know? because they said, they came out and said that they, they did do it. They just, she yeah. just didn't understand that she signed up for it. That's crazy. that, yeah, that,
2: that is, defense that. is not that,
4: that is horrible, bro. It. The fact that our society I mean, is it, set up to, so that's, that's a it. legitimate response to an <laughs> allegation of sexual assault is crazy. They literally say,
2: "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and."
4: <laughs> <like 20> <laughs> I'm saying, like, "That's pretty, pretty much. Much,
2: bro."
1: D- didn't they know that we were gonna do that? Like, yeah. I, think, I think they knew that.
2: Yeah, it's, as a, <laughs> like, you know, it's one of those. It's one of those instances where, it's like, like exactly what you were talking about, Zay. It's just such a, like the situation has always been delicate when it has to when you deal, especially with sex crimes, but because of the like exactly what you were saying the vast disparity among a lot of these figures it just becomes so so touchy because you've got a situation where no matter what happens someone loses like there is a there's a definite loss to somebody's life and it's so hard to prove that it's the right person you know and that's that's what i 100 percent agree with you on is like those proceedings you know basically you say okay This is what you're accused of show me how you didn't do it right innocent until proven guilty exactly because because of the way that a lot of the system can be manipulated basically innocent until proven guilty can work counter to the victim a lot of the time and it's not anymore innocent until reasonably guilty it's innocent until proven guilty and because a lot of the evidence that can be brought up physically in a lot of these trials is trace It becomes so difficult to pin somebody. I mean, you really have to have them dead in the water if you're going to pin them for something that really there are only anecdotes and circumstantial evidence for, especially something that heavy. Because you know, just like you were talking about, a lot of these people don't have the TI money for these lawyers, (coughs) and a lot of these TI money-level lawyers, even if you are just dead in the water guilty, can get you a plea deal, or can find some way to construct a defense that will draw the proceedings out long enough that you won't actually see jail time. You know. Like they're they're good at their job. That's why they they're worth TI money. And it's just so unfortunate that it has caused I mean, it's it's unfortunate that we're having this conversation from the perspective that we're having it. Because I would love for every, you know, accusation no well, I shouldn't say love, but I would hope that every accusation of sexual assault is true and that we can put the perpetrator behind bars, but they're not always true. So you do have to have this sort of analytical process. It's just It's an imperfect process. It's so difficult to be absolutely right. You know?
1: It's just I think I think one way the the, the best thing we can really do and like from our you know, from where we are is just just try to be more aware of, you know, just how relevant that how often, you know, sexual misconduct happens, you know. I think what was it? There was like a there was like something going on TikTok where it was like I think only two percent of women in the world like haven't experienced like sexual harassment
2: we actually talked about that uh, the first time that we hung out and it was a UK study 97% of the like I think it was 1400 women that they surveyed in the UK had experienced sexual harassment
1: it's crazy man so it's like as men we just have to be more wary and more responsible you know but I don't know it's a very tender topic for sure
0: so anybody else before I Alright, so a little subtopic that I think is pretty funny Pretty funny, speaking of women I saw a very <laughs> interesting post on Instagram This was very interesting All right, Bro, hold look. up
4: bro You can't, can't transfer, transfer with, with <laughs> <laughs> speaking out, of right. No, there's <laughs> no
3: way you feel like it doesn't go in transition
1: like we oh, just talked about no. I have no look I have <laughs>
2: I had no that was a segue
0: built way. for wow. That was a like, well-built wow. wow. <laughs> wow. segue. That thing I had to be sturdy I for had, that one. Look, I had no—I just had to say it. I had no other way to explain <laughs> it. So look, I was on Instagram, and I saw this post. So there was this girl that went on a date with this dude. Well, the no—the dude took her out on a date, right? He paid for her food right? He paid $100 for her food. For both of them. So like For, both, so for both of them he paid, he paid $100 for bro. the both of them, right? So he took her out, he paid for her, and she took a picture of the receipt and she said too bad this guy was nice, but I gotta cut him off. And um, so it went further on to elaborate that she was like So, I went and looked at the receipt, and he only left a $5 tip. So, she said, I felt bad, so I left a $10 bill on the table for the, the waitress, and then she was like, you know, too bad this guy doesn't know that I'm about to cut him off. The reason why she cut him off was because he only left a $5 tip. Now, I was... I I was already feeling some type of way about that post. But then I went to the comments. The comments. <laughs>
4: it's the dangerous game and bro.
0: these these people were wholeheartedly agreeing with her. They were saying things like Yeah, seeing how he tips shows how he um he treats everyone. And I was like, the fact that I they really started to get personal. Like, oh, yeah, he's a, if he's a shitty tipper, he's a shitty person. And these people were just agreeing. Like, hell yeah, he, he's a, he's a dirtbag because he, he left a $5 tip. Now, see, here was my thing. I thought the fact that he left anything was already, um, was already something seeing as the fact that since he paid for the meal i would like to think that if he paid for the meal then it should have been on her to leave the tip out of you know cuz it's like yeah he took you that. out but That's like uh, it, in modern day nobody you know like like come on we got to be a, at least a little fair here a little fair you can't you can't just take a girl you really don't know you don't know it. they're not dating or anything, you know, so this this isn't a girl he's dating. This is just a girl that I guess he's interested in and he's trying to pursue. So you don't even really know this girl. You're already paying and it's like wouldn't it wouldn't it be fair for her to leave a tip? I mean So I feel right, like
1: Let me oh, You got it. You got it. Right, let me let me let me take it. All right. All right. All
3: right. So, first off, it's crazy to me how what it sounds like in the comments is they didn't even give the man a chance. Who knows what background this man came from? Who knows if he wanted to talk to this girl so bad that the spare money that he had, he put into paying for
0: her food. Did anybody think about that? like $100. Well, the no, game. they actually attacked him saying that um well, he shouldn't be broke. He's should not be cheap. He's he shouldn't have... <laughs> oh, don't, know, I'm, it. I'm, no, No, that that was my exact reaction. So, I'm I wasn't really even going to touch on the topic of tips cuz I I know that that's a hard industry. They barely get paid anything and tips are what they you know what I'm saying? That's their bread and butter. Yeah. And Always tip. That's just Mm -hmm. you know it. Whatever you have to tip, always tip. But the people in the comments didn't even look at it from that perspective. They didn't think about. They were just like, "Well, he shouldn't have taken her out if he was so broke." He's, you know, like they completely destroyed this man. Nah,
4: see, so y'all might y'all might beg me for this. This might be a little interesting, but. I slightly agree with some of the comments, not to where they're baking him because he's broke, but you should never let somebody that you're interested in and attracted to, especially on a first date, change the way that you're like living to order to like approve yourself to them. Because I would I could never take somebody that I didn't really even know unless it was like a really special occasion out for like a unless it's like I just really had it like that, which for everyone listening to the pod, I don't have it like that but if i I did have it like that then maybe but you got to know your own words first before you try to act out of pocket to impress yourself to somebody else because like if that person that you're trying to take out really does care about you and is attracted to you it doesn't matter really where you go to or what you it's as long as you're invested in what you're doing and what you do it shouldn't have to be a hundred dollar meal which you know that some of the big ballers listening that might not be that much but to me a normal ass college student no sir. Cheddar. <laughs> so we going to cheddar's? That Cheddar, two for twenty at look. Chili's type shit? Nah. See no.
3: another thing. <laughs> no, no, no. Another thing. I, I Hold on. You, if you out here taking girls to Cheddar's, out of fat hands, we're talking about another thing. Was so here's <laughs> <laughs> here's here's what I thought was funny. Did you
2: see you see that face? here's
0: what I thought was so funny. Here's what I thought was hilarious she got upset at him for leaving a five dollar tip and i'm thinking okay she was like so i decided to for myself i'm thinking okay if five dollars ain't enough she's about to pull out you know what i'm saying she's about to go by percentage and actually do the gratuity so if they, if that's a hundred dollar meal and probably she, 20 would be. on her high horse yeah. like she like she was acting like um, then that's like a fat like $20 tip. You know what I'm saying? That's like a $20 tip. But it made me laugh that she then only left $10 on top of his five. It's always- only so yeah. like, so Talking really, about If money. you think about the difference, right? <laughs> the difference between their two tips was $5. You're telling me you're about to completely cut this person off for $5? dollars five dollars
1: yeah really like she don't know what's going on in this man's life but like what if this man just paid all his bills paid all his credit cards off and then he had just enough to take her on a date bro because he really wanted to hang with her and then
0: next week he getting that fat paycheck bro he could i hope i, well, I, I hope that's the wait. case but if he paid off his credit cards and could have just used them so I mean <laughs> I don't real quick, hold on, quick. I'm just, up,
3: Jackson, real I'm just quick. saying. Okay, well, okay, from Nico's perspective, part of the problem is if like let's say like let's go ahead and play along with what Nico said. It's more of the look that like he just put what he had into the day and tried his utmost best. The problem nowadays is the fact that he had like that he thought that that's what he had to do
4: because Mm -hmm. some
3: of these people are holding themselves to these ridiculous standards thinking that like they're michelle obama like you're not built (laughs) like that you do not deserve that on the first day you don't but they're sitting here thinking that they're just entitled to something that they're not entitled to and then that goes into the point when we want to talk about everything should be 50-50, I agree, everything should be 50-50, but then we don't want to act like that when it comes to certain things. We try to keep the traditional only on certain things, and then you want to go and talk about him, but then you want to go preach on Instagram talking about equality. Hold up, equality isn't just for one specific thing. Equality is equality for all things, and that's what we're trying to reach. (laughs) So why are we out here just trying to Push the turn stuff, man. That's
1: so crazy to me. That's so crazy to me. Bro, it'll never bro. make sense, bro. It'll never make sense. It's- People don't oh,
4: use the thing inside of their school. <laughs> I'm gonna let this man Jackson go on. I gotta I gotta react to what this man Josh just said, bro.
2: Absolutely. I was I was about to I was about to come in here with a with a pro and a con to what Josh just said. I was gonna hit him with two. So the pro is and this is this is something for our listening audience, so recently, uh, I had never done this before, but recently, as of like four or five months ago, I had downloaded that that fancy app Tinder just to see what was going on. <laughs> and bro, I'm not gonna lie to you I think it's funny like it's a, it's a funny app and I think if you use it in a, in a jovial manner it can be entertaining and like not a terrible thing to add into your day but man some of the profiles that you see and it's like not it has nothing to do with who they are what they look like or anything like that but when you look at a profile and you read the bio and the bio starts with is if you ain't six foot don't talk to me and the next one is if you ain't bro- if you broke don't talk to me It's like, look, like, look, 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 look. I know what you mean. I know that you have an ideal and you're on this app to speak out that ideal. And I respect that. But your language is inexcusable because, and I don't mean to highlight this as a particular double standard, but I know for a fact that if my bio started with some outlandish comment (laughs) about what I wanted in a woman that would be immediately looked down on. And I, it's in the same way I'm looking down on these on these profiles, just because I think that that sort of attitude is ridiculous. So very much to back Josh's point, I have taken people I did not know that well on rather expensive dates because I like the restaurant. And you know what? If I don't like you, that's fine because I'm eating good and I don't care. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm straight. I don't, there's this restaurant in Auburn called The Hound fire. Absolutely fire. If you're a podcast listener and you're in Auburn, absolutely go by the Hound. It's phenomenal. Get the meatloaf. Jackson told you to. But that, that's one of my favorite restaurants. You go
4: to a restaurant
3: I'm... to eat meatloaf, bro. No, you dude, you don't understand. to right? your
4: grandma's house, bro. <laughs> bro, oh, bro this man, man <laughs> straight up a Johnny oh, T- man. Man. No, 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 no. Y'all got me
2: messed up. Y'all got me messed up. Trust me. This meatloaf so is good. And if y'all come down to Auburn, I'll take you to this restaurant. You ain't got to get the meatloaf but trust me is the best meatloaf i've ever had so yes i go to a restaurant and i get the meatloaf and like you know it's a it's like a semi expensive restaurant like for two people if you get you know two people drinks dessert and like a full spread 80 to 100 bucks you know not that bad and yeah i've taken people on a first date there not because i want to do impressive but because the food's good and i guess this is the this is the point that i would make to to kind of like this is a, this is the con to the argument and it's kind of in line with what nate said I think that when it comes to something like tipping, you need to be aware of what you can and cannot spend. And it's it's not that hard. Divide whatever your check is going to be by 5 and that's 20%. And you know, that's a, that's a healthy tip. 20% is a good amount. So, you know, if you if you want to go to a nice restaurant, understand that it's not the sticker price. Like it's going to there's going to be a hefty add-on. You're going to have to shell out another bill of some denomination, right? But that being said, I do think that taking into mind, not just the actions that the guy committed, but the attitude. I mean, I get where a lot of these people in the comments are coming from, but that is a huge generalization. I mean, you guys yourselves named four or five possible reasons for that $5 tip. And you don't know if the service was just bad. None of us were on that date. You have no idea. Make, so, I feel you know. like while while absolutely the point stands, you know, say you're a person who has been in the restaurant industry before and you know how important tips are, and you don't ever want to tip beneath 15%, that's fantastic. And that's a conversation that you can have with that person. But I think immediately coming with the ban hammer because of it, regardless of the reasoning, isn't necessarily the right move. Only because you don't know if the service sucked, you don't know if he was struggling financially. And until those details are evident to the public, it'll be hard for the public to make a decision. So to come out and make it a public point with that limited information kind of gives the wrong idea. It's a little disingenuous.
1: Jackson, I definitely agree with what you're saying. Cause like there's no way we can know what this man's going through and why he gave the fog out to. Yeah. But my thing is if it is because he's not financially stable. <clears throat> I wouldn't be going on a date in the first place. Correct. <laughs> that's the problem, bro. That's what I'm saying. A hundred, percent, a hundred percent. Hey, look, I'm gonna be like, hey, look. Let's go, let's go to the waterfall. <laughs>
4: let's uh,
3: hang out hey. at my place. B Rock <laughs> is looking hey, lovely this
4: was, time I of the year, 10,
1: bro. We're gonna do something
3: that's gonna let's be on. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah.
1: Hold
3: up, let's, we got a point on something because this man Jackson said, "Let's go to my place." My place on the first day is something that does not really happen. That's not that type a of thing. Because that, Our that's day. not a date. I'm assuming this that's a person is night. looking y- y-
4: for, y- y- a, like, y'all a girlfriend. Me that's not a date. That's a link. That's, that's a, different. No, Y'all, <laughs> y'all that's a link, bro. Y'all mess me up.
2: Here's what I was going to say. Go back to my place, and I cook, right? That's still might be a date.
3: No way. That is no that. <laughs> no, it's not a real cheese not on the pan throw that on a paper plate. No, no, that's listen, doing... listen, listen. Listen. It's it's a link. it's not a link to you, but from what happens in society and okay. what it leads you know to, you that, that is, is labeled
2: as no a link.
0: link. Fair enough. Whatever.
2: (laughs) I wouldn't. I would be genuine. I'll be trying to be genuine with that statement, uh, but I I get what y'all are saying. And you
0: would be vastly disappointed when you try. When you are just chilling and you're being genuine. (laughs) I said.
4: You come back and naked bedroom?
3: on your couch. Oh, nah. man. Nico, Nico, you can know any time, man. You just got to oh. show up in my place. Come on, nah, bro, bro. bro.
1: From the female perspective. Zane's <laughs> same,
2: like, Jackson's not going
4: to do this again, man. <laughs> no, nah, bro. But that was my biggest problem is because the way that she reacted to him only tipping $5, I feel like this is how the situation went. That man, you know, he's texting her up. all this stuff. They met up somehow. And she was like, "Oh, let's go to this restaurant. I really like it." He's like, "All right, bet." He goes there, looks at the price, he starts sweating a little bit. But she started <laughs> she ordered, you she know that, waiter, like, That's you what I'm saying. She orders you One know that brothers. that fancy appetizer. A drop starts like to drop, bro. <laughs> she gets that that steak, that extra, you know, caviar on the side. The drops <laughs> start to fall, bro. This man is sweating by the end of the move and he has no my idea man, what he got himself into, bro.
1: My, my man got the burger, bro. Uh,
4: With a I'm water. A
0: so so here's another thing that I wanted to like point out. In this particular instance, why is it that the guy is pushing, 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 oh yeah, let's go out, let me take you out, I'll pay for everything. Why is that kind of the view that society takes instead of a Okay, why don't both of them go out on a date? Why is it that the man has to take the woman out on a date? Why can't they? Why can't they go out on a date? Because if you're saying they go out on a date, all right, then that's two people. But this seemed like a pretty one-sided, one-sided thing. Unless, so, unless oh, hold up, hold he up. gave his like, unless he just volunteered. Now, if he if he just volunteered to pay for everything. Then, yeah, I kind of do agree with those comments because he set himself up for that. He gave his word, and, like, as a man, when you give your word, that's what you got to do. So, if he was like, Yeah, I'll take you out, we can go to anywhere you want to go. Like, if that's the thing, okay. So, then he <laughs> dug his own grave. But, that's really like, funny. I My was bad. just saying, like, if it's, if it's, if it's like, why is it like, you know, girls can just walk around and the guys are like, oh, yeah, let me take you out. You got all these dudes. Oh, yeah, let me take you out. Let me take you out. But really, <laughs> that, how often does that happen from the male perspective? Okay. It doesn't. So why
3: don't females shoot their shots? That's the question. That's <laughs> no, what no, I mean. What yeah. it is.
0: Why don't what Fino it is shoot
3: their shots? Now, part of the problem is... Females do shoot their shots. Sometimes like like it's just that's like that happens a lot less. Generally speaking, it's the male, traditionally speaking I should say. It's the male that shoots their shot. But on my point to so like what you're saying, Zay, the way I envision it envisioning it is the way it should go is if the male is trying to shoot his shot with like the lady, you know, ball out, you know, Kobe. So then it's up to him to plan out the way it should go if she agrees. If it's more on, like, a mutual interest, like, you get, like, okay, like, let's say for this. If I'm talking to a girl and she's, like, eh, on the fence about talking to me, I'm trying to do something to convince her. I'm trying to do something to win her over. So then that's me trying to ball out for her to impress her. If I go up to her, I talk to her, and things are just clicking. Everything is smooth. We both show interest in each other. That's when I think it should lean more towards what you're saying. Well, hey, we're both getting along. We both like each other. We both want to get to know more about each other. That's where you should bring in the 50-50. And then if it's the woman that's trying to come in, then you know vice versa what I said for the men, Then that's when she should be trying to impress. But the problem with our society is that the first two happen the first way more than the second but that third thing that i just mentioned somehow for the most part when it is the girl trying to get at you you were just still expected like for some reason to go out of your way but she's trying to talk to you and that makes no sense that makes zero sense no, i don't know I if actually. that's
4: completely true I feel okay, like okay. dudes shoot their shot a lot more in the front half, right? We do a lot more to impress a girl to where she'll be interested in us to make it last for a longer time. But once you get past that step to where they're interested, girls be doing the most to try to keep you interactive in a relationship. So that's where they kind of come in with the, I'm going to take charge and react with you. I'm going to plan all this stuff. I'm going to get you all this stuff after you convinced her and got her comfortable enough to react with you. So I feel like it might not seem upfront because a lot of times... Dude, hit that first wall. Girls not interested. We go back to the next one. Hit the first wall. Find the next girl to talk to. But once you get past that, they finally get comfortable with you, and they think you're actually, you know, gonna support them. And you're gonna support them back, especially in like a relationship stance. And even nowadays, a lot of times outside of relationship stance. there's a whole other conversation. But girls will do a lot <laughs> more to keep you kind of involved and interested once they actually get interested in you. But it does for compared no, to no, a dude, not, uh, it takes a lot longer for them. At least from my perspective, what I've seen, a lot longer for them to get comfortable with you to a point where they're willing to do that, and not so, think it's a waste of their time.
1: I have a question. So, do you guys think that chivalry chivalry is dying? So, like, I feel like, I feel like, as far as like chivalry and like just the status quo of the man having to be the one to provide and all that stuff, and like you know, just be a gentleman, paying for meals goes along with that. And so like me personally, like when it comes to like first dates and stuff like that, I typically do pay, you know, just because like I don't know, I just kind of feel like it you know, like yeah, I don't if you, you are on a date. That's yeah. fair. That's, that, fair. that's, yeah, where, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Like you, if you, you ask, ask, you ask, pay. You yeah, ask, pay. That's that's a given, but But once but, it, yeah, but like 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 y'all were saying though, like once it's a mutual thing, like man, oh I don't give a fuck if I'm exposing this shit. Man I probably, like, in in one of my old relationships, man, (laughs) I probably got paid for one fucking time, bro. We were together for, like, almost two years, bro.
4: It's like
1: okay, once, once it gets to a certain point, bro, there's gotta be like a, you know what I'm saying? It's like, come on. Yeah, I feel like that's more the female <laughs> than it is like, your problem, yeah. bro. No, yeah, that was, that was a, a Nico Crosse original right there, my
4: God. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying.
1: So,
2: bro. so Nico, Nico to, to address your point of chivalry being dead, I think that there's a, there's something to be said for the argument of, well, if, okay, well, if it's dead, right, Assume assume chivalry is dead, then what is the obligation to perform Chivalric actions for whatever word that would be right and so i think that it would be hard to argue chivalry is dead simply because as a society it's kind of set up to where men need or should or are expected in some degree to behave in a chivalrous manner we're expected to pay sometimes you know and a lot of these instances you know whether or not they're financially equal that's a coin toss but i think to your point i would argue that i don't think chivalry is dead But I think that a lot of the rules have changed because along with the movements that kind of empowered people in society, a lot of people take some actions that traditionally would have been seen as chivalrous in the wrong way, or they don't enjoy them. And that's, you know, perfectly fair. It's whatever their liking is, but very much in the way that you said no one paid for you. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. That sucks. But, but the, (laughs) the, I guess the point I would make is, does that invalidate the idea of chivalry because she didn't pay for you i would argue that's a her thing <laughs> like like they were saying i'm not sure that's all that's a all all women thing
1: no um, and i wasn't but, trying to make that no know, i know you weren't thing. i know you
2: weren't i know you weren't trying to generalize in that regard nico all i was saying is that say for example she had offered to pay does that mean that chivalry's dead any more than her not offering to pay would be because technically speaking chivalry would imply that you pay So if she offers to pay, is she countering traditional norms or is she just trying to act in a healthy way in a relationship? And that's why I think when you argue is chivalry dead from a societal sense, maybe, because I think the rules have changed. I think it's less about men trying to be this weird knight version of what we once thought we should be and more like, okay, let's put a let's put a healthy foot forward and women not being the damsel who needs everything done for them and now being like no 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 i am a part of this relationship we're going to be healthy together whatever that means is what it means so from a male from a male perspective i would argue that is the root of chivalry but traditional chivalry is dead
0: so i agree would you call chivalry would so imagine you got these dudes and like i think that i think that chivalry is not dead but i think that men have now changed the name of it to some degree. And I think men see being chivalrous as being more weak nowadays. It's and you're more, you're, a a simple. Simple. You're, more you're more of a You're more of a simp. I think that, that, that's what they changed it. So imagine, you see a dude and he does everything for this girl. Everything. And she... Doesn't have to do anything because he chooses to do everything for her. Pays for everything. Buys her all this stuff. She, you know, she's at home and he's rubbing her feet. You know what I'm saying? He's doing all this stuff. And in his mind, he's being generous, but you But you put him on the internet and I guarantee you, bro. I guarantee you. Nine you know- out of ten people are going to tear him up and call him a simp. And nobody wants to be a simp. But at the same time, at some point, you do have to be chivalrous. So I think the chivalry isn't dead. The line, I think the line between being chivalrous and being a simp has gotten a little bit closer in everybody's views. I don't think, in, real, in reality, a simp and someone who's just doing what a man should are two completely different people. I mm-hmm. think it's completely different, but I think that most people think it's actually a lot more similar. And nobody wants to be a simp. Nobody, you know what I'm saying? Nobody, they don't want to. Well, not nobody, but you know, like, I just feel like it's looked down upon more than it is appraised, um, if that's the word, or praised. Yes. It's looked it's been, down please. upon more than it is praised because it's it's like you got this movement now you got this movement where dudes are like yeah we need to boss up we need to be kings and we need to show these women our worth and and then you got these women that are like oh yeah yeah we're women we're powerful and then you got just two sides butting heads and they're like no you should do this for me no you do this for me that's how it should be no you should do this for me and it's just a you should you should you should and nobody's actually doing a damn thing and nothing's getting anywhere yeah and I feel like
1: that's where and that's where like it comes into play where you have to draw the lines and like you know to, to develop the boundaries and what you want in your relationship with that person you know because one person could want one thing in his relationship say you know he doesn't mind paying for all this stuff and just paying bills and you know everything he doesn't care because he feels like that that's what he wants to do and he wants to provide a hundred percent for his woman like and that's perfectly fine you know some men might want to be the completely opposite like hey, well you pay half of this? I pay half of this you know it just depends on what said person wants. So I definitely agree that chivalry isn't necessarily dying, but the definition's starting to change and it's based on personal
4: perspective. So hold up, like, hold up. I was just gonna say before we move on too quick, I gotta talk about the word "scent" for a little bit because I know that's a crazy thing that's being thrown around in today's society but when you really sit down and think about it like being chivalrous is just being a simp with self-awareness right because the only thing that's different is that you're communicating and talking to this person that you're attracted to and you're reading the vibes from them and you're seeing what they're involved in whether it's hey i'm gonna pay for this you're gonna pay for this or oh you really like this and so i'm gonna treat you out to this but also in return you're treating me to this so i feel like the relationship is equal so as long as you have that commu- communication with that person you're talking to, and you're aware of how much you're kind of engaging in this person, is where you kind of break that line between being chivalrous and being a simp, in my opinion.
2: Mm-hmm. I got I got a real quick addendum to that, and this is this is just my personal opinion when it comes to the whole simp thing. Because when I first saw it, I was like, eh, I don't really know what that means, and I'm not really sure. Of it. And and then it became a hilarious meme for a while. But I think that say say you're interested in a woman, right? And she's interested in you. I think that there is no point of effort that you put in at which you become a simp Mm -hmm. i think the point at which you become a simp is when you start putting in effort that isn't reciprocated and you don't acknowledge that to yourself like like not understanding your worth essentially that there's someone that you want and you pursue them so endlessly that even when they aren't in any way matching your energy that you just you just keep going because it's the way that it's just you know you would you're too afraid of being hurt to understand that hey you might want to have a conversation with this person that the relationship is not equal i
4: fully agree well
3: yeah i definitely agree with that so okay so in terms of chivalry right i think that I agree that definitely the definition has changed. And I think, you know, I'm not a female. that I'm going to attempt to, you know, attempt <laughs> to take it from their perspective. For all you watching, do not do not come from my neck, please, please. Oh, but what I think is that <laughs> it's more of, like, the little things, right? Because I hear a lot of females talking about, well, guys look at their chivalrous, chivalrous but they're just doing the bare minimum. And I'm listening like, what is this bare minimum you're talking about? Please define that. Please, please define that. And so what it is, is like for chivalry, it's changing into like you more like, I guess um Jackson like point a couple of the things, like you paying attention a little bit, being a bit more attentive to things that are going on into the relationship. And you like coming up with surprises every once in a while that aren't normally expected. When you're out here trying to do the little things, that shows that you're truly valuing that other person, that significant other. And that's where, technically, you don't have to do any of that, but you're choosing to. And that's where the chivalry is coming in. But just like Nathan Jackson said, when you're doing that stuff and they're not caring, they're not acknowledging it, and you're not acknowledging that they're not acknowledging it, that's where the simp comes into play, and nobody wants a simp. Nobody wants a simp. It's just, it's just the fact. And on top of this, there's another side of things. Well, where, where you know we always have the debate about: do you want to be a future, or do you want to be Russell Wilson? And that thing right there, oh my gosh! He started Man, on that.
4: <laughs> <Freed>. Literally,
3: literally. <laughs> Not not saying this is all of you, no. but some of you will want somebody to be a Russell Wilson to you and a future to everybody else, and that's not possible because I you guess, want your up.
2: Just quick clarification, I got so confused when you were talking about you. I didn't know you had started addressing the audience. I thought you
4: like, talking I about I was, I, was, I was like, oh, no.
2: I don't <laughs> know what <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, uh, continue, continue,
4: continue. Yeah. No. And that's what no. I'm saying. Like,
0: I think the line between, like, the line, I think everybody sees the line between simp and chivalry closer than what it actually, than what it actually is. I, I personally don't think that they are the same thing. I think that if you do those things for your significant other, well, I think you're supposed to. I think if you do that for your significant other, that just shows how much you're invested, how much you love them, how much you're, you know, continuously thinking of them on a daily basis. And but where it differs is like what y'all said. If it's not being done back, if it's not being reciprocated, if you're not getting that same energy back, then you are most definitely tweaking and you need to reevaluate something.
2: Yeah, here's, here's, here's an interesting thing that I will bring up, and this is just a thought that I've had while we are having this conversation. I think that from the perspective that we have presented, simp is a derogatory term for a man who is being taken advantage of that is being given to him by other men to try and make him aware. And that's why it comes across. No one wants to be a simp because we we mean it with some pretty harsh intent. And that's because when you see your boy being a simp, it's like, bro, dude, like, I don't want to be the one to tell you that she's not treating you right, but she's not. And like, this is not adequate for you. You deserve better. And like that as as dudes, we often don't convey serious items like that in a in a serious tone it's a lot easier to grill somebody get or, <laughs> or put them on the flame and just let them know that that's their mistake and they need to be aware of it and so having a nice four-letter term that you can throw around all day long that makes it a lot more concise than having to try and prove your point
4: yeah i think that is facts for sure i feel like the way that society is kind of is built around kind of just relationships especially nowadays it's more of like You fall in love with the idea of this person, like the idea of this relationship you have without actually communicating to them what both of you want out of that relationship. And I feel like that's a lot of the times where the simp comes from is because they think that this is what this person wants. They're checking off all these boxes of, oh, I'm supposed to do this, 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 and this, and then they'll fall in love with me. But when reality, and if you're not communicating with that other person and your significant other and really figuring out what both of you want to improve from and get from each other... There's no set of boxes you can check to make that perfect. You know what I mean? Man,
3: oh. and what is crazy is isn't that, you know, the whole point of dating? Or or am I just losing it here? Or this one, no, man. That, yet, no this thing that's what the I'm last 15 years that we mm-hmm. created called Hawking. Talk yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it. Because what is so crazy to me is when you think about it, right? That's the whole point. You're trying to find somebody that your ideals match with their ideals or mesh with their ideals, Because there are going to be some men that they want to be that man that they just want to take care of you. They're going to pay for everything. They want to be the breadwinner. And there's going to be women that they want to be carried. They don't want to have to do anything. But there's also the opposite. and You have to find somebody that matches what you want to do. The problem is these people both go in with their ideals, not ever really addressing how the other feels until they get into an actual relationship. Like, how did you skip that part of communication where you're supposed to figure out how things are going to work, how things are going to progress, as you try, try to start, like, entering that phase of a relationship? Go ahead, go ahead.
0: So I think what it is is that people expect the relationship to be exactly what they want right off the bat so what i think what it is is that nowadays they expect it to be exactly what they want out the gate so you got girl a and guy b girl a meets with guy b they go on date she thinks he's perfect no problems right they start dating the moment she sees Guy be acting any different than her ideal of him. She doesn't want to address it. She doesn't want to work on it. She doesn't want to talk about it. She dips. And that relationship is over. Just like that. It's done. Because, oh, he broke out of character. He's not what I thought he was. Gone. And same for Guy's. Same for Guy's. They'll meet this girl... And think, oh, she's this, that, she looks good, her ass fat, yada, yada, whatever, whatever may float your boat, (laughs) right? And then the moment, let's say she was in a toxic relationship with a toxic dude. And from that toxic relationship, she got the habit of being toxic because that's what she had to deal with every day. She was with this dude. That's what she had to see. That's what she had to go through. All the time. And so she has this toxic behavior unknown to Guy B. The moment Guy B gets hit with that toxic behavior, gone. She is cut off, vanished, out of here. It's no longer done. But it's like if, if you weren't willing to learn and grow and, like, butt heads and argue and learn how to live and be happy with someone why would you like why would you go out of your way to do all of this you know like why would you go out of your way to start this if you weren't willing to handle the hardships that come with it because no you know two people at some point you're going to bump heads yeah. At some point. And it could be something major. Like, maybe she doesn't want kids. And you thought she did. Maybe it's something major like that. Maybe it's something minor. Maybe she's a vegetarian. And you didn't know
4: that. I don't know Maybe bro, it's pretty something major. Minor. I was about to say. <laughs> she cooking me Brussels sprouts and fricking corn all day. Okay, like, oh, look. So, like, it, but, kidding, like
0: regardless, the, the, you know, my point still stands. It's like the moment... Yeah. You know, people nowadays, they're like, oh, yeah, I want a Russell Wilson. But they don't know that, you know, before he was Russell Wilson, he was a baby and he had to grow up and he had to do all of He had to do a lot baby of where he could be, where he was at. And they yeah. don't want to go through all of that. They just want a Russell Wilson to walk through the door and sweep them off their feet. Yeah. And so, uh... guys, they just want a Beyonce to walk in the room Thick and beautiful, got her own money, and be like, let's, you know, let's do this. But, yeah. you know, they're not there for they—they they don't want to have to deal with everything that comes before that. They skip the so, development stage. Yeah. So they so what
2: I was—I was about to speak in and to—to to give myself the benefit of the doubt here. I'm gonna agree with you 100%. Say, because you are correct. Now, now that I've gotten that out of the way, I have played Guy B's part. Several times, <laughs> and I will I will offer you the perspective of a guy who has played Guy B's part. Now I know you're right. I'm not contending with who's correct here at all, not in the slightest. I will tell you I'm wrong all day long. That's just the way that it is. But as <laughs> somebody who has fulfilled the Guy B shoe, let me hit you with this, and this is this is the way that I view it, and this is the the thing that I always thought at least back back when I would rationalize it to myself. There's a time when working on a relationship is what you should do and that you should absolutely put, prioritize working on your relationship whenever possible. But in the sense of a house, there comes a point where you just got to tear the thing down and build a new one because it's not worth all these different little repairs. And that point is... It, that's a very difficult argument to make to you. So I'm not saying I was right in any way. Like I said, you're already right. I know you are. But the thing is, is that once you use that guy, be mindset, right, you start, and this is to prove your point, you start treating small issues like the ones that regard tearing down the whole house. Like a great example, you walk in the lot, the house looks great. You open the crawl space and the insulation's ratty. And you're like, Instead of being like, oh, we'll just get the insulation guy. You're like, nope. And you clean, you clean the house up. And it's because that mentality is pervasive. It really I is. Mean. As a guy who's played guy B, that mentality of I have such a clear ideal of what I want. I'm so dead set on what I want that I'm not focused on what I have or what I could have. I'm so obsessed with this perspective of what Jackson deserves in his life. That what I'm presented with No 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 I'm going to me that what I'm presented with what Jackson has and likely has no reason or right to deserve like it's better than what I deserve. I'm caught in that trap. And the thing is is that that trap uses a functioning workable correct assumption that relies on there is a point of no return. It just rolls that point back to a Bit where it's not really the case, where you're applying logic that's very end game to something very much in the initial stages. Now, do I regret having done that? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I'll, I might pay for it sometime. But I do understand that that is not the healthiest mindset to have. And I agree with you. I was just presenting the guy B perspective.
3: One thing, real quick as much as I get on this man's case all the time for the guy B there are a few things that you could actually take away from it like not settling so for what jackson said right he has this thing that he wants he knows what he's looking for and you shouldn't let anybody like that you meet lower that but what i'm thinking is more along the lines is that when you find that person that's going to be your person they may not fit what Jackson's talking about, like they may not be what what he thought he wanted, but he's gonna realize that that was just a thought, and that he found something better. He found something that's worth trying to fix instead of destroy and rebuild, or you know, not buy and just go buy new. So like now he's realizing that okay, this is something that. I want to work on. I want to go ahead and fix the insulation unit. Oh, one of these floorboards are broken. You know what? I know somebody that can come and fix it, and you know he's going to take his time trying to fix it, and then keep on moving instead of just cleaning house. And that takes you finding the right person. Now, I'm not going to get into uh, everybody has this perfect someone and all that, but you know when you find a person that you're you're down for, you're going to be willing to, you know, start weighing options and figuring out stuff. But
4: and the difference, too, say, a lot of the times, before, they go, just want to throw this in there. The person, if you're willing to put in the effort to, like, fix and talk about the problem, you also have to make sure the person you're talking to is right there with you on that same mental space to improve and fix it as well.
2: Uh-oh. bro. He's Do you so- need to fix anything?
4: Hey, break.
2: Do you need to fix anything, Nate?
4: Uh, Hold up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, he uh, sold. Uh, I love it. Nico, I, bro, it both, I, I, I forgot was trying to, it to fucking dude. I Thank was you, trying to decline. A, bro, fuck. I saw <laughs> I, I, I accidentally. So I was trying to hit decline, but I clicked it and it opened up like the mm-hmm. whole screen.
4: And then oh, I had to hit me.
0: decline. At the You're, you're man, good. Yeah, yeah,
4: you good. You're good. You're good. You're yeah, you're good. You're good. You continue. We're at one thirty-five right now, by the way we probably like a couple cuts. probably got one more. In actuality, yeah, we're more. probably at like one, I'd say 20, like 120, 125. Yeah,
2: I, th- I think one more topic will be good. Then we can cut anything that needs to be cut.
0: Okay,
4: so the last
0: one is what I was talking to y'all about is how do you, well, I'm not even going to ask how you feel about it. I'm just going to say it and y'all can speak on it however you feel like. So I'm sure that everybody has that acquaintance or that friend, I'll air quote friend because your definition of them may vary, but that friend that really, you don't really, you know, like y'all don't talk like that, y'all don't hang out like that, and they only kind of seem to come around when you can do something for them, or when they need something, or, you know, when you're convenient pretty much, and So when you start matching the energy that they give you, like once you realize, hey, you only come around when I'm convenient. And when they try to come around when you're convenient, you know, you ignore them. You don't respond to them. You kind of just let it be. Why is it that, like, in some cases, that person will then start to try and paint you in the negative light? Oh, you're fake. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. Because you're simply matching the energy that they were giving to you
1: <clears throat> that victim mentality bro oh, yeah. they don't want to they don't want to lose what they got you know that that uh that that opportunity to gain you know so they want to do make you feel bad you know and try to try to gaslight you in a way to make you feel bad and you know stay there with them and keep giving them what they want you know what i'm saying
3: mm-hmm.
1: and those are people you got a cut Cut. yeah
3: (laughs) also another perspective is sadly some people are just like oblivious they're just so oblivious to like no regard like they actually generally didn't see themselves as that person till they realized what you were doing to them does that make sense Mm -hmm. so like they, they were just going around thinking that what they were doing was fine, not realizing that they were fake until you started matching that. And then they still don't look back for some reason to reflect on what they've done. They just start focusing on what you've done. And I just think that's a problem with them as a person. Like, I don't understand how you can't seem to like comprehend what you're doing to somebody But when they do it back to you, you have a problem and you still don't take the time to look back and realize, wait, my bad. I was in the wrong and then, you know, work on it. So that's another perspective right there.
4: I feel like that's a really good point because I feel like the difference between those friends and like the friends that like you're actually communicating with a lot is the maturity level that you have. And that's why like a lot of the friends for me who fall into that category of somewhat fake. Are people who I probably met in like high school, like the beginning of college, stuff like that, is because as we've developed, personally, I've gotten a lot more mature in like the friendships and the relationships I had, but they're still on the level where it's a lot of surface and just give and take and more of just improving each other. Because unless you run with a circle of people who really pour out into you the same thing that you pour into them, it's not gonna last really long. So I feel like the biggest Mm -hmm. issue with that is that until they get that emotional maturity in that relationship, like their own relationships up, they'll never be able to understand the impact that they have on everyone around them just because they're not focused on that right now. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm a, I'm a call to senior year psychology class to classical conditioning. And it's, uh, do y'all remember, do y'all know what Pavlov's dogs are? Uh, uh. All right. Well, it's this experiment and I'm probably going to butcher it. So if, if someone who's listening is like a, you know, like an actual, um psychologists don't get mad at me but essentially pavlov's dogs was an experiment done where there was this group of dogs obviously pavlov the guy um he would condition them by presenting them first with an unconditioned stimulus and an unconditioned response so for them it was dogs are like the test subjects he would present them with food that was the unconditioned stimulus and then there were unconditioned responses they would salivate because they were hungry so they wanted the food. And so he, he would like kind of ensure that that was the natural behavior. Dog's hungry, you present food, they salivate, right? That is unconditioned, that is just natural. Except then he added a conditioned stimulus to it, which was he would ring a bell when he would present the food. And so he would present food, ring a bell, dog would salivate. And after months and months of doing this, he eventually removed the food and made it just the conditioned stimulus, which was the bell. But when he would ring the bell, the dogs would salivate. They had developed a conditioned response to what he had been doing. And so they had actually taken the sensation of getting or seeing that food and applied it to the bell. It was just the bell now. And it's it's a type of conditioning that can work in people, but we're obviously a bit more complex than dogs. So it has its limitations. But in the sense of a give and take, it's a really good way to look at how people adjust to change. And so Zay, when you brought up that friend that's consistently fake with you, I think the issue is that they are the dog and instead of hearing the bell and salivating by being fake with you and not being reprimanded they are assuming that that is the fabric of y'all's friendship right it's a conditioned understanding that this is how you work so when you switch it up and you take the food away they start under- they start being like whoa like why is this different like what's going on and the issue is that they have misunderstood their own actions by a complication of you not telling them because they're not aware what they've been doing. So now all they understand is that you've removed the component of your end of the friendship. They were conditioned to believe that it was equal because there was no indication for them to think it wasn't. And so now that you've taken your end away, you're the bad guy. Cause they're like, what is this? <laughs> like, like, this is unfair, I'm being treated poorly. When in reality, it was the fact that they were treating you poorly earlier But because you were being kind and being understanding, you gave them the benefit of the doubt and just kept letting them get away with that response.
4: Yeah, I definitely agree with a lot of that. And I feel like a lot of it goes into like I feel like a lot of friendships, kind of those one sided one sided points or because a lot of people are really just empathetic. So I know especially like a lot of people in this call, I know we pour a lot more into those around us than oftentimes we kind of get into ourselves Kind of just kind yeah, of pour So much of friend. He
2: just does
4: not help. <laughs> he doesn't clean the house, <laughs> leaves the apartment all the time. <laughs> but it's a it's a pretty crazy phenomenon because <laughs> kind of once you like take that that outpouring away, people think that means you like lose love for your friends and stuff like that. And I, I'll be the first one to tell you a lot of the friends who I've kind of cut off and kind of put to the side. Like I still love them to this day. Like those would be some of my best friends. Got me through a lot of times. But until they recognize that kind of disparity between our relationship, then I can't kind of sacrifice my mental to be able to handle them and improve myself at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So that's I kind of mm-hmm. like a lot of those people don't recognize kind of what you're saying from that experiment that it's it's not more of you getting a reward, but you're also rewarding the person you're in that relationship with as well. So. Wise
0: words, man wise yeah I, um,
3: I think that that study really hit the nail on the coffin right there because it showed actual evidence that it's just something that beings do so yeah i i we hit the nail on the coffin right there we oh like, uh,
4: yeah and niggas bro all of them that's what it sounds like <laughs>
1: we're well, not like definitely though no.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank y'all for listening to the 5 Sense podcast. It's been a very uh interesting <laughs> episode. <laughs> and uh, nice. we hope that you'll give us a listen and possibly listen to us again and just to remind you I'm Zay, I was the host and the panelists were Jackson aka Cho.
4: What's up everybody?
0: Josh, Mr. Hotshot. Yes, sir. Nate, aka King Nate.
4: Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all for coming out. Hopefully, you'll join us on the next one. Nothing and... or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and and if you don't watch the last podcast, my boy Nico, to the go aka Nakuzi,
0: bro. <laughs> 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 Man, All right, y'all disrespect me. Y'all were talking crazy. Running back. I meant that yeah.
3: it was a slideshow. He <laughs> said, well, this man said, "Like we gotta do it again." <laughs> nah, 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 That, that, that,
4: nah. that was a direct. Right? She was good. Like
3: no, nah, we good, bro. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, and we will catch you guys in the next podcast.
4: Peace. See ya. Peace out. All right.